Somewhere in the 1990s, students started asking me about things they had read on the internet. Boy, that was a trip. I'd walk in the dojo and they'd say, I read this and I read that. One of the things they asked me about was the idea of whether Conroe Higaona or Chojin Miyagi actually invented Goju Karate. And to be honest, I never really investigated it, not then and not since then, for whatever reason. But the other night I was in class and we were using some old scratch paper for a striking drill that we were doing. And some of the sheets of paper related to Chojin Miyagi and were computer printouts from the 90s. So that's a whole thing, isn't it? Certainly is. Dot matrix. (laughs) Anyway, this got Sensei Jackie and I to talking about it. And today's episode is the outshoot of that whole conversation and series of events. That's right. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, I'm Sensei Michelle. And I'm Sensei Jackie. And we're all alone today. You're hearing this for the first time sometime in early 2024. True, but we're recording it on New Year's Eve Eve of 2023. So you ready to do this? Us. This episode is about Kanro Higaona and Chojin Miyagi. That's correct. And I believe that Wikipedia answered the question that the students asked me way back in the 1990s. Our old friend Wiki? Uh, but we fact-checked everything with a few different sources. No offense, Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. So I started this whole mess by typing into a search engine, did Higaona start Goju-ru? That's all I typed. And to answer that question, we're going to have to start by taking a look at the life of Conro Higaona. Yes, I'll start at the beginning. A very good place to start. <laughs> this is the time of year for that one. That's for sure. Nobody got that joke. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> sound of music, right? That is exactly what it is. There you go, guys. It's the sound of music joke. Okay, back to it. All right. Conro Higaona was born in Naha, Okinawa in 1853. According to Wikipedia, he studied shurite and Chinese boxing as a child. True. But according to the site iogkf.com and another site, he studied Chinese kempo at the age of 14. He excelled so quickly that he surpassed his teacher. During that time, he met a man named Udan Ushimura, who was a merchant. And that merchant sponsored his trips to China to continue his studies. You know, there are a few stories available in the IOGKF site of his time in China, but why don't we pick it up when he returned to Naha at age 29 or 30 after being in China for 11 or 13 years, depending on which site you read. Yeah, so there's where all the discrepancy lies. Yes. But that's a very tricky business to keep track of in modern life, isn't it? That's right. Every site agrees that when he returned from China, He had the idea to incorporate the hard linear style of his Okinawan roots with the soft circular training he had done in China. That's right. And he became such a popular teacher in Naha that he called his style Nahate. Us. 
And that is the style that Chojin Miyagi trained in under Kanro Higaona. Correct. But let me add a quick note about Kanro Higaona quoted on Wikipedia by Mario Higaona, no relation. That's Mario, funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay. Mario says, Master Conroe Higaona taught two different ways. Privately, he taught a deadly system. And in the high schools, he taught karate for exercise, intelligence, and a moral code. Oh, so I like that. Don't you? I do. Okay, let's move on to Chojin Miyagi. And then we're going to put this whole thing together. You got it. Chojin Miyagi was also born in Naha, Okinawa, but in 1888. His dad was a shop owner in Naha, according to both Wikipedia and historyoffighting.com. He began training under Higaona at the age of 14 and remained his student until Higaona's death in 1916. So, according to the fighting.com site, Master Higaona died in 1915. So, you see, one site says 1916 and one site says 1915. What are you going to do? I don't know. Either way, after his death, Miyagi went to China with a friend in search of Master Higaona's teacher. They stayed and studied in China for a little while. But they never did find Higaona's original teacher. However, Miyagi continued to learn and respect disciplines such as Pakwa and Kung Fu. Right. He thought it was great training. So according to Wikipedia, he made more than one trip to China for training. I did read that. And also in Wikipedia, I read that as Higaona's most well-known student, Chojin Miyagi continued to train Higaona's own students. Right. That's a lot to wrap my head around, but I think I'm there. Higaona has passed away. Miyagi traveled as his teacher had before him and incorporated a lot of what he learned into what he brought back and trained Higaona's own students. Wow. That's good, Sensei. Okay, I got it. Still on Wikipedia, but I did fact check this. He introduced the Kata Tensha in 1918. And that Kata was based on what he learned in China and from his teacher in Nahate. Other sources give it other dates. So I'm going with a long time ago, he shared the Kata Tensha, which he essentially invented. And we love him for it. Yes, we certainly do. You know, if you want to check out the Kata Tensha, you can just type T-E-N-S-H-O-A into any YouTube search engine and it'll come up. There are many variations out there. That's right. Are you ready to get on to how Goju got its name? I certainly am. Okay, here we go. It is said that in 1929, the All Japan Martial Arts Demonstration was meeting and styles were demonstrating for that. Miyagi sent his best student. When the student was asked the name of his style, he was really confounded because Miyagi hadn't named it yet. So he said, Hankoru, which means half-hard style. So when he returned home, he told Master Miyagi. And at that point, Miyagi decided to name the style Goju for both the hard aspects and the soft aspects. That's a great story. Was it in one of our interviews with Sensei Max, our Buddhist friend, that we mentioned that the inspiration for the name of Goju came from the poem, The Eight Laws of the Fist, which when translated, one of the laws states, the way of inhaling and exhaling is hardness and softness. 
Also, another translation read, everything in the universe inhales soft and exhales hard. So depending on which source you read, you get those two interpretations. Think it was Max? You know, I'm not sure, but I I think we should tag our last conversation with Sensei Max into the show notes and people can listen and let us know. Perfect. Before we tell them how, let's draw some conclusions. Yes. I say that both answers and arguments seem to be correct. Higaona introduced Miyagi to the power of both hardness and softness, and Choji Miyagi named the style in either 1929 or 1930, depending on which site you look at. I agree with you entirely. And we personally want to thank Master Collegian for interesting the concepts of hardness and softness as powers to us. Don't you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Sensei. We have to move on. But before we do, can we stop and give a shout out to Honor Athletics, of course? That's a good idea, but let's also do contact information. Oh, that's good too. Okay, contact first. If you would like to discuss this with us or anything else, give us ideas for the show, be on a show, you contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. You can email us at Dojo Conversations at AOL. And on Instagram, you're going to find us at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Really? All three words? Do I get surprised every time? Every time. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. On that laughter, we are going to say, please support our sponsor, Honor Athletics. Of, of course. course. You can reach her um, by telephone. It's an old-fashioned phone call, folks at 770-945-5150. Or scroll down in the show notes, there's always a link. And you could find her on the web at honor-athletics.com. Say Wildcat Dojo when you're checking out for your 10% discount. Happy New Year, Cynthia. That's right. Now, with all that under our belts, let's go back to the beginning of this episode and let's admit that even though we beat those sheets of paper up with weapons that time, but we usually hit them with our fists. That was a fun drill, though. <laughs> I went around and collected them all up. <laughs> and I saved them for this episode. And the papers were still connected together from the dot matrix printer that printed them. Well, now, they were in the beginning of the drill anyway. <laughs> now, if you don't know what a dot matrix printer is, might as well just Google it. Us. And the reason I saved them is because I want to look at and kind of have some fun with information that someone collected and gave to me about 30 years ago from a web browser called Prodigy. We looked up Prodigy, and it was the precursor to search engines today. And its name was retired, as they say, in 1999. I don't really know what they mean by retired. But obviously, Prodigy is not around anymore. And I do think they still have the name. Could be. But it's just not used. Like, it's retired. It's retired. Yeah. Like, they retire uh, numbers in, in basketball or football. Exactly. Okay, back to our dot matrix sheets of paper. Let's just read some of what they found back in the 1990s. And you guys can be the judge of whether it's the same, different, better, or worse. How's that? Not bad. Here's some information about Chojo Miyagi's family. 
They were in the import-export business and owned two ships, which made regular trips to mainland China, placing them among the wealthiest families in the area. I did not read that in the stuff that we found here today, so that's a cool piece. And here's something I found out about training. It was very severe with a lot of running and strength exercises. It is said that sometimes Master Miyagi passed out performing Sanshin Kata. So demanding was Sensei Higa Ona on his students' performance. And another interesting thing that we read about training and Master Miyagi is that he continued to train in the methods he learned from Sensei Higa Ona at several institutions, always under severe and demanding conditions. He didn't confine his training to the dojo either. Every waking moment, and while asleep perhaps, was spent in the pursuit of the art, always remaining vigilant to his surroundings, always planning and ready for whatever might occur. I love the part about how he didn't need to be in the dojo to train, don't you? I do, because we say that to our students all the time. And we do that all the time. It's true. Okay. They have a big section about how Goju got its name. And all that information matched the going to the demonstration. It all matched the information that we found today. So I was thinking that maybe the people who are writing this took it off of that. And it's just been passed down through the years. That's right. From prodigy to mentor. But one thing that was a little different in that part was Higuro Kano, the founder of judo, began visiting Okinawa in 1927 and was so impressed with Sensei Miyagi that he invited him to Japan in 1930 and in 1932 to demonstrate at several tournaments. Really? That's what it said. This was written back in the 90s on the search engine prodigy. We don't know for sure, guys. Well, let's use this 90s version to mention that Master Miyagi died in 1953. Here's what it says. Choji Miyagi died on October 8th, 1953, of either a heart attack, the most popular explanation, or a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 65. His legacy lives on through his senior students and the untold karateka whose lives he continues to influence. That's a great ending to their research and would be a great ending to ours Except if you think we have time, let's do a couple of quotes. I do think we have time. Let's do it. Are you first or am I? I think I'm first, Sensei. This is one of my favorite of Miyagi's quotes. If your temper rises, withdraw your hand. If your hand rises, withdraw your temper. And you know I like that one. So all the quotes we're reading are quotes by Chojin Miyagi, correct? Correct. All right. So I'm going to go with, Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the ability to enter into the unknown despite it. We know you say that, Sensei. I do. When I I think it. Okay, your turn. Way back in 1936, Miyagi said we should stop advertising karate as if it were a mysterious and magical fighting art. Oh, I like that. Very good. And it was so long ago. That was a long time ago. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to finish it up. On this next quote, I'm going to read it, but then we're going to talk about it for just a second, okay? Yes. Here it is. Do not strike others and do not allow others to strike you. The goal is peace without incident. All right. It's only me and you to talk, but let's do it. 
All right. I'm going to stick with the word goal here. Okay. <laughs> and I am uh, reminded of the other karate quote. If your karate is perfect, you never have to use it. All right. And I, like I, I think that, that there's they're very similar in nature and very difficult to do. Also, all of the quotes so far have really been towards become an exemplary person and don't be quick to go to temper or don't be um, without your own moral code. That's what all these quotes seem to really be about. And it, it says to me that Miyagi himself tried to be that kind of a stand up person. Very good. And just in case any of you don't know this or have forgotten, he was the teacher of Gojin Yamaguchi, who represented Goju-ryu on mainland Japan, which is how he met Peter Urban. And that's the lineage down to us. Yes. Well done. Speaking of senseis, of people who become senseis, um, Chojin Miyagi is quoted as saying about his sensei. This is what he said. My sensei possessed incredible strength. His speed and power were truly superhuman. His hands and feet moved faster than lightning. And I have to wonder if that's not what everybody thinks when they first get to know their sensei. Some form of that, and hopefully on their last time together as well. That's right. I was thinking when I read this, that some form of that same sentence lives in all of us towards our sensei. I think so too. Yeah. And it's on that compliment to his own sensei that we're going to start closing this one out. Now we have one more bit of business to do, which is if you scroll down the show notes, you'll see a little support the show link. And we would love it if you could click and give us a couple of bucks. That would be super nice and start our 2024 with a bang. But if you can't, I completely understand that too, don't you? All too well. So I think we've covered it all. I think we have. And what an enjoyable day. We we do like it when we have guests, but this was a treat just being together, the two of us. Yeah. I missed our guests. I won't lie. And, and Landon, we missed you too. Missing folks notwithstanding, it's time for us to do it. So let's say it together. On that note, we're, we're signing, signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.